0: Brady Saar and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick. We'll have reports from Tyler Donaldson and Whitney Pittman. Commercial shipping on the Red Sea is continuing to be disrupted by attacks made by Houthi rebels. The aggression from the Iran-backed terrorists is described as a show of support for Palestine in the Israel-Hamas war. To avoid the Suez Canal, major container shipping lines are rerouting their shipments around the Horn of Africa. Insurance premiums have risen. Freight rates are on the way up. That adds time and money to the entire supply chain process. Meanwhile, the United States is part of a new multinational naval force that will protect ships in the Red Sea. Operation Prosperity Garden is the name uh, guardian rather is the name of this mission. It also includes the United Kingdom, Bahrain, France and Norway. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates were also asked to join the effort, but they chose not to participate. The security forces will be protecting cargo ships from ballistic missiles and drone attacks. The Houthi group originally said it was targeting ships with a connection to Israel, but the attacks have now expanded beyond that. Political instability in Somalia also raises the risk of piracy in that Red Sea region. The farm economy forecast heading into 2024 is leading to lower expectations. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more.
2: Less optimism surrounds the ag economy heading into 2024 than 2023. Iowa State University professor of economics Chad Hart claims a return to normalcy for ag markets, not all doom and gloom.
3: The idea is I'm going to describe it as we're returning back to normal. When you think back at 2020, 2021, 2022, what we had were some very strong years for the farm economy. And the idea is we couldn't expect that to continue. We've seen our prices decline. We're seeing things tighten up as far as profit margins are concerned. But for most commodities, I would argue we're around break even, which I would argue is around normal.
2: Rising costs have squeezed margins over the last few years, but according to Hart, this is altogether different from what was considered normal before 2020.
3: When you think about it, what we are used to, say you go back five, ten years ago, yes, we would have been talking lower prices and lower costs. Now we're talking higher prices and higher costs. So prices don't have to fall back to where they were to create problems for us. Think of it as the profits we've gathered over the past few years. We've reinvested that back in agriculture. By that reinvestment, we have driven those input costs up to match the prices we have today.
2: Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Tyler Donaldson on the Red River Farm Network. A weather model from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration
1: suggests this year's El Nino weather pattern has peaked and will begin a steady decline in January. World Weather Incorporated senior meteorologist Drew Lerner said that should bring a more normal rainfall pattern to Brazil in mid to late January and continuing into February and March. Years with a strong El Nino that transition to more neutral conditions also tend to be drier in the spring and summer in the U.S. Corn Belt. There is potential for dryness to return to the Northern Plains and Western Corn Belt in the spring and summer months. If a La Nina returns, those tendencies would increase, but Lerner says the confidence in that scenario right now is very low. Minnesota Corn Growers Association Executive Director Adam Burr is happy with the Treasury Department announcement that it will use the GREET model to determine renewable fuel standards. Excited. That is a huge piece of this domino. Uh, in order to get to the to production and use that we need to for the goals that have been established, there's also some policy things that have to happen. And the use and the announcement by, by the Department of Treasury to use the GREET model really. Uh, opens up the road and and creates the pathway for us to to get to that uh, use of that tax credit and and get to those production goals that have been established uh, for the nation and for the state. Bursa's work and advocacy for this decision will create opportunities for farmers. There's been a lot of uh, work and advocacy work done on behalf of uh, national corn Growers and folks from the the industry. So that uh, Friday's announcement was a big announcement. It's a huge step for us to to move down the
2: SAF pathway.
1: The Argentine government plans to increase the export tax on soybean oil and soybean meal to 33%. That's a 2% bump from the current tax rate. The decision is being criticized by Argentina's export companies and soybean processors. The American Farm Bureau Federation met in Washington DC last week with state presidents from all across the country. Minnesota Farm Bureau is working to find a solution to Prop 12 and similar proposed policies for pork producers.
0: Let's find a solution to Prop 12. Uh, We're the number two hog-producing state in the nation. And uh, 15% of the pork in the country is consumed in California, but they won't even allow pork that's non-Prop 12 compliant to travel through to the ports to be exported. And that's a a major concern, And, and how do we address that?
1: There are talks to include some sort of solution in the farm bill, but those uh, negotiations are moving slowly.
0: We hear there's text for the farm bill and some kind of inclusion of Prop 12 languages in the House side. We have not heard if it's in the Senate side. But it's kind of getting to that point where it has to be addressed um, or this is going to get the slippery slope that we're starting to set if certain states can dictate how that interstate commerce works um, within the United States. And so the EATS Act was proposed a while back. That was a no-go uh, uh, for Dems. We're trying to work with our Congresswoman, Angie Craig, who's on the Ag Committee. She's uh, she's really knows this issue and, and trying to find a solution that, that can work for both sides and work for those hog producers in, in the United States.
1: U.S. Cattlemen's Association Senior Policy Advisor Jess Peterson says getting the livestock title in the next farm bill is a priority AND IT WOULD BENEFIT PRODUCERS. THEN
4: THERE'S BEEN SOME, KIND OF TIED TO THE CORPORATE AG SIDE, THAT DON'T LIKE THE LIVESTOCK TITLE. U.S. CATTLEMENS REMAINS VERY FOCUSED. WE NEED A LIVESTOCK TITLE. AS I HEARD, THERE'S 15 TITLES IN THE FARM BILL. GET A LIVESTOCK TITLE IN THERE. WE STILL HAVE SOME CONFUSION ON LABELING. WE NEED TO GET SOME TRUTH IN LABELING GOING ON WITH COUNTRY boards AND LABELING. CLARIFY THAT. TOO MANY imports ARE COMING IN WITH TOO MUCH UNKNOWNS. OUR BEEF CHECK IS AN AMAZING PROGRAM. It needs to be modernized. There's some areas that we think need to be modernized. We don't know right now. No one can prove to us that it can't be used to promote petri dish protein these fake meats we're seeing so we need to make sure that beef checkoff promotes beef which can be imported but at least needs to be beef from a hoof beef from a four-legged animal additionally we still have some issues in competition increasing cash trade getting an office of special counsel in the department of agriculture they've made some good steps forward we need to see some subpoena power with an office of special counsel these are no-brainer items this is what makes sure you have a fair honest, competitive cattle market. Get a livestock title in there. Get these provisions in there. U.S. cattlemen is all on board. Sign up now underway for the agricultural risk
1: coverage and price loss coverage programs. Farmers can enroll and make election changes for the 2024 crop year until March 15th. If farmers do not submit their election revisions by that deadline, their elections remain the same as what they was done this past year. Brazilian farmers will have some tough cropping decisions to make. A Brazilian agriculture consultant Corey Melby
5: says there is a lot of uncertainty. We have got to keep in mind out in Mato Grosso and Goiás, some of these guys have planted two, three times in in spots, of course. So um, it's going to be a wide, wide range of soy harvest and conditions. Um, from you know, harvesting started last week to soy that uh, has been planted recently, and the planting date to plant soy for Mato Grosso has been extended to January 13th. So this has many connotations going forward that we don't have the answers to today.
1: Second crop corn acres will be down.
5: All of my contacts are saying, you know, 20, 30% reduction in corn seed sales uh, to date. Um, More, I think, in other states um again that could change going forward corn is profitable profitable again at the moment but um with the extension of the soy uh planting dates um, i i kind of think some of these guys are going to go soy soy yet just to try and pull off a crop one way or another
1: the president of the federal reserve bank of san francisco is calling for three interest rate cuts in 2024 in an interview of the Wall Street Journal, Mary Daly said the goal is to bring inflation down to 2% with as few, few disruptions as possible to the labor market. A Jeffers, Minnesota farmer is facing three years in prison for defrauding organic grain customers. This fraud case began back in 2014 when James Wolfe allegedly purchased biotech corn and soybeans and represented the crops as organic when it was sold to a broker in Pennsylvania. Wolf's nephew, Adam Olson, was also sentenced to two years of supervised probation and 100 hours of community service for signing crop insurance paperwork that claimed the fields were certified as organic. Corn rootworm control requires a totally integrated management approach for control. FMC technical service manager Eric Rebeck says you can rely on just one method of control
2: so it's going to be a combination of continuing to rely on hybrids but not just relying on the uh, on the genetics of the crop uh... we also need to be looking at insecticides both uh... uh... during the season in season applications of foliar products like steward e c um, anywhere from a um, uh... usually about a six to ten fluid ounce per acre rate we might be putting out at tassel or when we start to see really when we start to see um, adult uh, populations present in particular um, targeting the females. so again scouting is very important.
1: And in-furrow application the following season for corn on corn is critical for the control of corn rootworm.
2: Um, Coming back with an in-furrow application of a product like Capture LFR um, or Ethos XB which will be available in 2024, Ethos Elite LFR. Um, that's a bio—it's it's an insecticide and a biofungicide all in one package. Um, putting that in the furrow uh, the following season um, is going to. of mop up those larvae that are still there um, after winter kill and egg lay from the previous year this two-pronged approach has uh, proven to be um, very highly effective in um, in maintaining uh, corn stand which translates into protection of yield
1: german farmers filled the streets of berlin with tractors yesterday in a protest over the loss of tax breaks the German government eliminated a tax exemption for agricultural vehicles and a partial agricultural diesel tax refund. The environmental group Greenpeace defended the budget decision, saying the diesel fuel used by farmers damages the climate. As we check markets this morning, we're down a penny for March Minneapolis wheat at 7 and a half. Chicago wheat for March down three cents, and hard red winter wheat for March down two and a quarter. March corn, one and a half lower, 475 and a half. January soybeans, 1317. That is down by a dime. As we check in on the farm calendar, the uh, NDSU Getting It Right in Soybean Production webinar is going on this morning. It's an 8.30 start. That webinar conducted by NDSU Extension. It's supported by the North Dakota Soybean Council. It's an online-only meeting being done by Zoom. North Dakota weed control officials will be meeting for the Agriculture Commissioner's Weed Forum. That's on January 3rd. That'll be held in Bismarck. And the 54th Annual Sugar Beet Research Reporting Session, January 9th in Fargo. Have a great day. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.